Welcome back, gentlemen. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. We're continuing with Shmoyna Prakim La Rambam, the eight chapters of the Rambam, the Rambam's introduction to Pirkei Avis. We started yesterday by identifying and classifying five different parts of the soul. The soul is our animative life force, what keeps us alive, what, what, um, what allows us, the us of us, to function within our bodies, right? And there's five different component parts to that five different functions that it has. And the Rambam established that animals also have not all of these functions, but some of these functions. And yet, although we see similarities between man and animal, and we see, see similarities between animal and animal, the same way the physical part of an, of, of an animal is very different, vastly different one species to the next, the physical components of man, our bodies are different than animals, so too the nefesh, the animative, the life force part that sparked the soul and we're using soul, as we said in the, the pregame show over here, we had some discussions before we hit the recording button. The soul is, um, doesn't mean the same thing that means by man as, by, as it does by animal. The same way, doesn't mean the same thing by non-Jews as it does by Jew. Soul, again, just means that life force, the animative life force, which when it's there, a person or an animal is alive. When it's not there, then there is just a piece of rotting meat, right? When it's not there anymore. So uh, it's customized for that particular creation. Um, every animal has a nefesh, a, a spark of life, which is custom designed, custom tailored for that animal, which is in charge of how that animal operates on a, you know, animated level, how that animal relates to its environment, perceives its environment, um, pursues its own survival instincts in that environment. Each animal differs from the next the same way alligators are created one way and then penguins and monkeys and leopards and hyenas each one is created differently in fact we had a little discussion by my shabbos table this past friday night we had the chassan over and the chassan is actually even someone who knows a lot about the outdoors goes on hikes and very uh, knows a lot about interesting things and we're talking about um hyenas versus coyotes i think that's what it was we're trying to figure out what's a hyena what's a coyote we were talking about taking hikes in the hills of Jerusalem, like outside Yerushalayim, between Yerushalayim and Beit Shemesh, and there's a place over there in the hills where at night you hear the howling. So I always thought if something howls at night, like a small um, dog-like, a canine-type animal, and it howls, it's a coyote. So he's saying, though, those are actually, those are hyenas, I think? No, jackals? I don't remember. We were having a discussion, what's the difference, it was either, what's the difference in a hyena, coyote, or maybe, a, no, a hyena, a jackal. Maybe a hyena, a jackal. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know what I said, but there, I know that there's hyenas and there's jackals and there's coyotes, and um, they're different. They're, they're, they're different from one another, and the same way they're, you know, scientifically we classify them as a different species, their nefesh is also different, because they function differently, they relate to their environment differently, they, they, some animals are pack animals, some animals are lone animals, right? That's, that's the way it works. And so each animal, the same way it has a customized physical um, structure, they also have customized, now spiritual, I'm, I'm going to avoid that word because but when it comes to animals that don't have spirituality, they have life force and nefesh, that spark that keeps them alive, they have a customized spark of life also. And so too, animals and man are completely different in terms of the animative life force, that spark, that nefesh that 
that that mm-hmm. keeps them alive and functioning the within the body. The the you know how they function, how they perceive the environment, how the body works, how the body is able to you know all the systems of the body. The body is able to assimilate, process food and hydration, and uh, you know you, you see even in the animal world, there's cold-blooded animals, warm-blooded animals, animals that need to hibernate for the winter, animals that thrive during the winter, animals that are better at night, animals that are better during the day, etc. Right? So human beings as well, says the Rambam. Make no mistake, although it looks like we have a lot in common with animals, we have to eat, we have to drink, we have to sleep, we have to procreate, but what, what's, what's generating that within us, what we call the nefesh, the nefesh part of it, which is responsible for our life force and our animative uh, capabilities, is a completely different um, construct, a completely different entity, even though it may have similarities where it overlaps the animal world. <coughs> so let's continue from where we left off. We talk about how animals and people have in common the idea of margish. Margish, again, is to sensate, perceive what the environment, to have sensory capabilities within the environment. So we say a person can perceive and sense his environment, and an animal can as well. We're using this in a very loose, borrowed term, borrowed sense, when we equate the two. That doesn't mean to say that, that we have the same systems of perception and we perceive things with the same means. Um, in, in terms of, of, of uh, our nefesh. And even within the animal world, again, it, we have to refrain mm. from saying, well, all mm. animals have the following sense in common. That's not true. The, the sense, even if the sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the sense of touch, um, may you f- may find that across the board, but the, the um, winged fruit bats sense of touch was customized as part of the nefesh of the winged fruit bat, whereas the sea urchin's sense of touch was customized for the sea urchin's part of the sea urchin's nefesh. Okay, not one um, perception that's across the board. Each species has its custom design, custom tailored nefesh that no other species has. This one generates its activities, how it functions. The other one it generates how it functions. We can make similarities. You see things in common. Like how this one functions. It like yeah, this animal likes to hunt in packs. This one it likes to hunt in packs. This one is nocturnal. This one is nocturnal. This one is aquatic. This one is aquatic. We can make similarities. And we can try to therefore link that if we would you know, really classify, you could say, well, from all the animals, there's really only like, you know, 12 different categories of animals, and everyone's in one, 12 categories, and 12 different types of neshamas, or, or, or rather, nefasha, says the Ram, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. You, we can make comparisons, but they're loose comparisons. We can make classifications and lump them together in categories, but again, we're doing that just more for convenience. Um, rather than um, inherent comparisons. Um, there are no inherent shared nefashas between the animal world, even in crossing over within the animal world. Each species has a customized nefesh for that species, which determines how that species operates and functions. Says the Ram, let's give a mushal, because he's giving us something to make sure. Ram doesn't want these ideas to be overly burdensome and technical for us, says the Rambam. Way to wrap your hands around this, hands and heads, is let's say you have three places that are dark, three darkened areas. 
One of them, so you have three darkened rooms, three darkened areas, they're in pitch black. One of them suddenly, you know, three sealed rooms, windows are shut and papered over with, um, you know, um, with um, material that blocks out all light. And one of them, you open the window and suddenly the sun shines in this room and it illuminates it. The second room is suddenly illuminated by what? The moon, moonlight, the full moon shines into the second room. You open up the windows at night. The third room, you light a candle. So one has sunlight, one has moonlight, one has candlelight. Each of these three rooms has light. What's generating the light, generally is three different sources. Hashemesh. One is getting sunlight, the other one is, second one is getting moon, the moonlight is a different source of light. The third one is getting light from fire. These are three scientifically different sources of light, right? Even though one could argue the moonlight is a reflection of sunlight, but reflection of light is still a different type of light than first-hand light. What generates our ability to sense and perceive our, 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 our senses of touch and sight and hearing and smelling, all that is what, what's generating that is our nefesh, which is an upper nefesh, a loftier nefesh, different nefesh. That's what generates these um, these these uh, senses. What is generating? Then responsible for the sense of touch, for sensory perception with a donkey is the donkey nefesh. Wow, look, look at that. We had Chamor also mentioned this morning in Mesechas Yuma. Look at that. That's a that's a neshika from Shemaim, right? It's a, a little connection coming from the heavens over there. Yes, okay. Because the Mark couldn't mention any animal. From all animals we saw in the morning in Yuma, we had a chamor, and from all animals, the Ram also decides to select a chamor. Okay, so chamor's perception comes from the chamor nefesh. That's what's generating that. What generates perception by a a um, eagle. He chooses an eagle. Is is uh, well, the Raman was a fan. Uh, is the nefesh of an eagle? That's what generates the perception by an eagle. So it's they, they look similar on the surface, but they're coming from three different places. The only justification in comparing them and putting them together is the fact that is is just a. Uh, you know, is, is semantics just for convenience and purposes of classifying and making a, a group. So they all have the, sen, the sensation, they all have perception, they all have sensory, the sensory um, um, capacities, but that's where the similarity ends. We can use the same word, but the function and, and what's and, 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 and um, what's responsible for the hargasha, is, for the hergish is, is three different places. The um, says you have to think about this to wellness because it's niflamite. I mean, this is a, an amazing. The Ram believes this is an amazing, astounding idea. It's a breakthrough in in, in understanding the world. Says the Rambam, there are many philosophers, many of the great thinkers that the Rambam is familiar with, um, made a mistake in this area, and they assume that if we see that, you know, all these creations, man. Donkey, eagle, everything in between have the ability to perceive, to sense their environment. So they, that's all coming from one common source, one common 
um, life force uh, aspect. So the Rambam, the philosophers made this mistake, this is untrue. It's coming for all from vastly different places. It looks the same on the surface, but it's coming from different places, different things that make that active. And philosophers, and make no mistake, that took them down the road of false and incorrect thinking and produced incorrect results, and they made a lot of mistakes. He doesn't tell us which philosophers he's referring to, but you know, the Rambam was, you know, was uh, well-versed in Aristotelian philosophy and uh, other philosophers as well that I'm not well-versed in. But the Rambam doesn't tell us who he's referring to. He's saying many people made this mistake. Let's go a little further. Um, so the Rambam now is going to get to explain the, the five aspects of the, the nefesh, which are responsible for five different areas of functioning, one by one. He mentioned them briefly. Remember, we had the five aspects of the soul are um, zan, margish, medama, misayr, and sikhli. Loosely translated zan is just what, what um, keeps a person alive, what keeps a creation alive. Um, <clears throat> basic uh, life systems. Margish means sensation. Medama means um, imagining or, or, or um, comparative thinking. Misayr means uh, a drive, to have a drive goal-oriented, to be able to wow. have goal or objective. And Sikhli is intelligence. Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Could be. Could be, Very yeah. Similar. The top is like the highest perception. Okay. Yeah. So maybe this is where you got it from. <laughs> so now says the Rambam, now um, we will explain them all one at a time. Hachelik hazan, the first aspect of the, the nefesh, the nefesh, which is the animative life force of all living things, is the zan, basic life systems, that what, what is able to you know, keep life going within the body. This is the ability of the body um, to, like the systems, like the digestive system, circulatory system, um, the, the ability to um, circulate things through the body, uh, whether that's oxygen, nutrients, the ability for the body to absorb nutrients. Because again, what's a body? These are all aspects of the nefesh, which is in human beings, Jews and non-Jews alike, it's coming from a spiritual place, a spiritual spark. In animals, it's a physical spark of life. But t- taking a step back, we have to see things the way the Ram sees things. As the Ram sees things, the Ram sees things that 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 nothing in, uh, in in creation should really be alive. There shouldn't be anything called life because anything in creation is really, you know, how much does any of us weigh? I have a person who weighs 180 pounds. That's really he's just 180 pounds of meat, right? An animal, a dog weighs how much? How much does a dog weigh? When was the last time you had your dog weight? Fifty pounds. Depends on the dog. I like that answer. Okay, chihuahua is seven pounds. You get a pit bull that's eighty pounds. Okay, so a pit bull is eighty pounds of meat. A chihuahua is seventy pounds, seven pounds of meat. You leave meat out on the counter too long. What happens to that meat? It rots. It rots. So how come we're not all rotting? How come chihuahuas and pit bulls and eagles and 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 donkeys and human beings? How come we're not rotting? What's the difference between us and the ground beef? <laughs> I was waiting for your father to say that. Thank you. That was that's your father's line. Um, so uh, how come you know how come how come we're not you know you take a package of ground beef out of your fridge and leave it on the counter too long it starts to get maggoty and rats how come we're not all doing that so that's the nefesh the nefesh keeps us alive something called the nefesh that everything in creation has and the most basic part of the nefesh and again there's 
that the, remember the Ram told us that we cannot equate the nefashas, even though we see similarities in how different categories of life forces operate. That we can't we can't um, make the mistake that the philosophers made of equating anything that's in different. Every species has its own nefesh, but the most basic property of the nefesh is allowing the body to not rot and, and, and allowing making the basic difference between us and ground beef that's had on the con, uh, on the counter, right? Um, so the, the body is able to absorb and process and circulate nutrients and oxygen and hydration blood. and blood, right? Sure. Um, so that's the nefesh, the lowest aspect of the nefesh's functioning is to do that. Bahamagadal, growth, you know, cell cell reproduction, a, a child that grows from and, 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 and ensures, <clears throat> develops from infancy to adulthood. Growth, that's a part of the nefesh, that's again maintaining basic life systems. Growth, and then most of us, when, you know, we all to a certain age, we're growing vertically, and at that point we stop growing vertically, we begin to grow horizontally. That's also part of growth, the body's ability to, to grow in any direction. Um, I need a diet buddy, Rabbi, because we're making a chasna in a couple of months. I have to so look good for the pictures. I'm looking for a diet buddy. Um, anyway, the hamoylid bedoyma reproduction. That's obviously for a, a for a body to be able to produce more bodies, right? That's also part of the nef- the lower aspect of the nefesh. Um, excretory system, right? Purging from from that body. What what is poisonous to the body? What's not good for the body? So all this is, you know, the basic life systems. That's the lowest aspect, the nefesh, and that's the lowest part of the animate of life force of, of anything that's alive. So the Rambam says there's seven basic. He, he identified seven different aspects of the lowest part of the nefesh. He just gave them. It's Ma'akel, Megadal, Ma'avdul Leichus, and um, did I say Moilid? Meishich, Machzik, Ma'akel, Doicha, Gadol, Meilid, and Mavdil. Okay, so that it, this, it, the, the, the aforementioned uh, different areas of, of the, you know, circulatory, excretory, digestive, growth, reproduction. So the seven of those. Umayasu, um, Veichyasu, how it works, um, what it does, and how it does it. Uveeza, Evarim, Pulasam, Yezernirs, Yezerniglais, which limbs of the body, which organs are. are, are, are Involved in these systems, this is all directed by the nefesh, the lowest part of the nefesh. What's a permanent, ongoing part of the system? Like something like the lungs, the oxygenation. We need that around the clock. What what is what is always needed? What is sometimes needed? Says the Rambam to understand that further and to break that down further. That is for the, the that's the study of medicine. Doctors are studying. The, 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 so this is the Rambam, the, the, the branch of knowledge called medicine is studying, essentially, another way of looking at it now is the lowest aspect of the nefesh. That's what doctors study, getting in touch with what, what really what the nefesh is doing, how the nefesh operates within this body, the system called the body. Okay, that's the first one. Now I want to here throw something in. The, the, the Rambam did tell us that every nefesh is a different nefesh, the nefesh of a person, how it operates within the human body, even at the lowest aspect, Chelik Hazon, human life systems going, is a different nefesh than the other nefeshes. And when we make comparisons, it's just a borrowed, loose comparison, but there's no in- inherent comparison. This would be really be an argument that that there's only so much knowledge, ultimately, we can get, the same way 
when we make comparisons of like, oh, well, like there's, people have a digestive system and rats have a digestive system, right? People have a neurological system and rats have a neurological system. That's really only a borrowed loose comparison because the neurological system, the digestive system of human beings is powered by the human nephesh and in rats is powered by the rat nephesh. We can see similarities, but really they're two different systems coming from two different places. By extension, it, 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 it will emerge according to the, the Ram is sharing with us that there's only so much really we can glean from studies they do on laboratory rats in terms of human health. Because ultimately, even though the systems look very similar, but the, the human nephesh is responsible for the human digestive system and the rat nephesh is responsible for the rat digestive system, just because something does has adverse effects when you feed a rat, you know, three bathtubs a day of a certain substance that causes the, you know, all kinds of crazy things to happen in the rat, doesn't mean that it's going to have the same adverse effect on humans. It gives us an idea, it gives us a loose idea of how it might affect humans, but to say that, that how it affects rats is going to be how it affects humans, neurologically uh, and, and, and the other reproductively, is, is, is we, we can never really do that. The only way to really determine what happens to people when you consume three bathtubs of, of uh, NutraSweet a day, right, is to perform that experiment on humans. And that we can't do. You can't do that. That's goes against all the, the ethical, the, the ethics committees. Even those who are allow you to do it on laboratory rats say you can't do it on laboratory people, Human right? Rights. Human rights, yeah. So, but it's an interesting insight, interesting insight over here. There's only so much practical information we can glean from studies that they do on laboratory animals because the nephesh is a different nephesh. And who says just because it affected the rat that way, because that, that, that's, that's how the rat's nephesh works, who says it's going to affect the human nephesh the same way? Again, we get an idea, get an idea, but to say it's pumped the zelber, exactly the same thing. That is that there, we have no ability to make such conclusions, according to the rabbi. So, you know, um, when, you, when you give a laboratory rat um, X amount of nicotine a day, you see that it adversely affects the rat, so that's, that tells you how it affects rats. That's, the study will show exactly how it affects rats, but is that going to affect people the same way? Not necessarily. And not only that we'll see, experiments you know, that they performed on non-Jews may not even be relevant to how it's going to show up in a Jew, because the nephesh of a non-Jew is different than the nephesh of a Jew. Now, when, you, when, you, when they have um, autopsies on chain smokers who are human, human chain smokers, and you see how it affects the human lungs, that certainly is evidence to how it affects human lungs, but again, experiments on rats are only really, really can give us a loose idea of how these experiments are going to affect human beings based on what the Ram is sharing with us. Okay, we'll stop over here. We'll continue tomorrow.